When was the last time you really sucked at something? This is what we're going to talk about today on the podcast, and I cannot wait to show you how this is the shift you need to make if you want to get better at your business. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast, Jess here. And today I want to talk about one of my favorite topics. I love sucking at things, and I know that sounds really silly, but truly one of my favorite things in life and in general is learning new things. And of course, you could totally look at my human design profile. I'm a 1-3 which one, the one line means that I love learning and the three is that I love experimenting. So that's pretty evident in this episode here today and in the fact that I just love learning new things. But oftentimes I find that we as people are afraid to learn new things or not so much afraid to learn new things, but afraid to be bad at new things. And so what often happens is that we do something once, we experience the pain of not being very good at it, and then we never do it again. And maybe you're feeling a little bit seen right now and you're like, oh crap. And whether it's cross-stitching or launching or starting a podcast or whatever it might be, if you are always afraid of doing something again or not doing, if you're not doing anything at all because you're afraid you're not going to be very good at it, you're going to live a very limiting life and you're going to have a very limited business and a very limited perspective on the world. And so on today's episode, I'm going to talk about this whole concept of being willing to suck at something and how that can really impact how you show up in your business, in the growth that you see in both your business and in your life. And I'm going to give a little life update and analogy using sourdough. So let's dig right in. About five or six years ago, though it may be more now, I am really bad at time, I decided to learn how to drive a stick shift. Now, of course, this wasn't something I just did for fun. I'm not, I mean, I'm that kind of a weirdo, but in this instance, it was out of necessity. My family had one car. We had a car, we were in an accident, and we went down to one car, which was my husband's little Scion TC that was a stick shift. And so we just had one car, and I didn't know how to drive it, and at the time. I was probably late 20s. I was pregnant, I think, and I did not have to drive our car. And that was not the best situation. Or maybe our daughter was a little bit older than that, like one. But anyhow, And I didn't know how to drive the car. And so I decided, you know what, like if we're going to have this car, I need to learn how to drive it. And so at the age of 27, 28, I learned how to drive a stick shift. And if you don't know how to drive a stick shift, then you are exactly where I was back then. And if you do know how to drive a stick shift, you know that it's not that easy to learn. It is not something that comes naturally. There's a lot of moving parts. Driving a stick shift is not at all like driving an automatic car. And it really is a learning process. And unfortunately, the only way to learn how to drive a stick shift is to get in the driver's seat and drive. And so 
my poor husband had the job of teaching me how to drive this car. And it took me a little bit of time. It took a lot of time in uh, parking lots. It took some time around our neighborhood. It took a lot of practice. It took stalling. It took getting honked at. But at the end of the day, I learned how to drive a stick shift. And I actually became very good at driving the stick shift. And one of my favorite, like, moments of, or my proudest moments of driving this car was when I drove it to downtown Denver, which is a pretty busy downtown area. And I parallel parked a stick shift car in downtown. And at that moment, I was like, I have made it. I have mastered driving a stick shift. And I cannot tell you how proud it made me feel to master that, right? To go from, I have no idea how this works, to I can parallel park a manual automotive or manual transmission car in downtown. And that sense of pride, that sense of accomplishment really stuck with me. And I started to ask, like, what else can I do? (laughs) What else can I learn that I completely suck at now? And how would it feel to continually master new things over and over and over again? And so over the last five or six years, since really learning how to drive a stick shift, I have made it a mission to learn new things. And in that process, I have made it a core value of mine to be willing to suck at new things. Because of course you're going to suck at it, right? The first time you do anything, you're going to suck at it. And I almost feel like the more I suck at something, the more I want to get good at it. It's almost like this personal challenge now. (laughs) And over the years, I've gotten good at some really cool things. I uh, last year, for example, I learned how to speak Spanish, or I'm in the process still of learning how to speak Spanish. But I remember the first time that I did a Duolingo uh, lesson, I felt completely stupid. I was like, I have no idea. I was saying everything wrong. The way to spell things is different. Like the way things sound are different. I would miss words. Like I was just terrible at it. And of course, I'm not a master at it by any means at this point, but I've been doing it for over 250 days consistently learning Spanish. And that is something that I'm very proud of because I have really learned quite a bit. I'm definitely not a master yet, but I have started to get more comfortable learning a new language. And that's super fun for me. And so this year I was looking for something new to challenge me and I have fallen into the scroll hole of baking reels on Instagram and I decided to try my hand at sourdough. Now I know that I'm about two years too late for this, right? Everybody started their sourdough project back when the pandemic started. I did not catch the sourdough bug back then, but I was ready now and I am completely mesmerized by watching sourdough videos. And I was like, you know what? I want to try this. But the first part of that was making a starter. And if you don't know anything about sourdough or sourdough starter, it can be really finicky. It can be really hard. And so about two weeks ago, I started my sourdough starter, which is very simple. It's just flour and water. And then every day or so you feed it more flour and water and it starts to breed natural yeast, which sounds super gross. And it definitely is gross. And what happens is that yeast ferments and gets really healthy, and that's what leavens the bread. So that's what gives it the bubbles, right? And it 
it also gives it that sour taste, which full disclosure, I don't actually like the taste of sourdough bread. So if you're wondering why the hell did you learn how to bake sourdough bread if you hate the taste of sourdough, that's a great question. And the reason is to try something new, right? Baking normal bread is not that complicated. Just throwing in some commercially available yeast, not that hard, did not quite give me the challenge that I was looking for. So in the spirit of sucking at things, I decided to try making sourdough bread. And let me tell you, the last couple of weeks of really investing time and energy and love into this starter have been two of the most frustrating weeks of my life because starters are very finicky and there are a lot of things that can go wrong. And I swear there was one point where I almost gave up and I was like, I'm done. This is not working. Like she is not healthy. She's not getting better. She's not getting stronger. I just can't do it anymore. And I really almost threw it away because at this point, like I've gone through feeding after feeding, which creates a lot of waste. It's called discard. And it's just kind of a pain in the ass. And I almost gave up. And then I was like, you know what? I've come this far, I'm gonna feed it and we'll see what happens. And just a couple days later, it became ready to bake with, (laughs) which it's always how it goes, right? Like right before the good stuff happens is when we're ready to give up. And so I decided to take my ready sourdough and actually bake a loaf of bread out of it. So the first step of sourdough is making the starter and that's a couple weeks process in itself, but then you actually have to bake the bread, which is also a really complicated process. There's a lot of waiting, a lot of fermenting, a lot of leavening, and it takes about an entire day. Like I think we started it at 8 p.m. the day before and then it was ready to eat by 8 p.m. the next day. And so it is definitely not a quick process, but this story is getting really long, but I promise that there is a lesson here. And so we baked the sourdough bread. And in it, you have to measure the ingredients very carefully. You use a scale. Everything is very precise. You time things. There are certain intervals where you have to fold the dough as it leavens. And there's just this very precise process that you go through. And at the end of the day, when we took the bread out of the oven, there were some obvious things that could be improved. Now, of course, the bread actually turned out amazing. For being my first loaf of sourdough with a brand new starter, it actually looks and tastes like bread, right? Like that was really my bar of success was like, is this edible? And it definitely is. And I posted a picture on Instagram about it and I will make a... um those little circle things, a highlight with the pictures. So if you're curious how the bread turned out or what the process was, I took a couple pictures during it. I will make a highlight all about the sourdough bread. But I was really impressed that it turned out. But like the person that I am, I'm always looking for opportunities for improvement. And so in that process, I saw, okay, so we fermented the loaf for four hours. I'm going to back that off and only do three hours next time. And I was researching reasons like, how time affects that or how temperature affects the affects the dough. And I was like, ooh, I we did a warm proof and you can do a cold proof. And apparently that has like it creates a fluffier loaf or like a higher rising loaf. So next time I bake it, I'm going to prove it in the fridge rather than prove it on the counter. And there were these different opportunities for improvement. And as I was going through it, I realized how much Baking this sourdough is exactly like building a business. Yes, 10 minutes into this episode, I finally arrived at the point. (laughs) Doing a loaf of sourdough or baking a loaf of sourdough is a lot like 
building a business, right? There's a lot that goes into it at the beginning. It can be really finicky. It can feel very frustrating. And then like when you're building out a course, right? When you're establishing your expertise, when you're growing your audience, when you're getting ready to launch, that can feel very time-consuming, very arduous, very frustrating. And usually you want to quit shortly before you're finally ready to do it. And then when you're finally ready to launch, you have to go through all the steps and procedures to make it happen. You have to measure the ingredients. You have to let it sit, right? You have to take the time to grow your audience. You have to follow this really precise process. And it isn't as immediate as you want it to be. There's a lot of waiting around in that process. But at the end of it, you have this result that is hopefully edible, hopefully profitable, right? That's kind of the goal after the first launch is that it's at least profitable. And you have so many opportunities to learn for the next one. So the next time I bake sourdough, I am not starting from a brand new recipe. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of people make with their launches, right? They go through a launch, they get whatever result that they get, hopefully an edible result at the end of it, or a profitable result to not be in bread terms. And then they think, okay, I need a completely different procedure next time. And what a mess, right? Because if you follow the same recipe, then you can look back and say, okay, I see here that this produced this result, so I'm going to ferment it a little bit shorter, right? And what I determined is that I live at high altitude, and when you live at high altitude, it ferments faster, so you don't have to ferment it as long. Great. So I that's a lesson that I learned. So I'm going to ferment it less next time because I'm at high altitude and I it got a little over-fermented. And then same thing with like the cold proof. It got a little bit loose, so it resulted in like a wider loaf rather than a tall loaf, which is still delicious, but it just wasn't quite what I wanted. So next time I'm going to proof it in the fridge instead so I can see if that will produce a higher loaf. And I don't know if it will, right? This is all a hypothesis, but I hypothesize that if I ferment it shorter amount of time and I proof it in the fridge, then it will produce a loaf closer to what I was looking for. And when you follow the same launch procedure every time, you can go back and find those places where you're like, ooh, if I tweak this a little bit and tweak this a little bit, maybe it'll get closer to the outcome that I'm looking for. And then you run that experiment and you see what happens. So the next time I bake sourdough, those are the two tweaks that I'm gonna make and I will definitely report back on the findings. But I love that now that I have this proven process, it produced edible bread, I can continue to tweak and test and improve it as we go along. And that is what I love about learning something new is getting to the place where you learn the procedure, right? You do it one time, and then you get to go into the level of mastery where you're like, awesome, I have something that works. How can I make it better? How can I tweak it a little bit? How can I really play on my strengths here to get an even better result? And that's what it's all about. And that's what learning new things is all about. And had I not been willing to suck at the beginning, I would not have this experience that I can continue to work on and master as I do it again and again and again. And learning that process, going through that process, even though I swear to you it was a stressful hot mess in the moment and it felt like I had no idea what I was doing and I was just praying that we were going to be able to eat bread at the end of this, 
I am so grateful that I went through the process and followed the procedure and didn't rush it because now I have the experience to do it again and again and again. And next time I will suck a little bit less. And the time after that, I'll suck a little bit less. And maybe by Christmas, I will have bread that I can give to people as gifts, right? Maybe I can bake bread effectively enough that it's something that I can share with other people. At this point, I'm just going to fatten my family up with sourdough loaves regularly until we really master the process of baking it. And so this, that was kind of my big, and yes, of course, everything in my life is an analogy. I can't stop thinking about how the things I'm going through in my life relate to my business. But I wanted to share this with you because in this experience, I learned so much about baking and I became a better baker. And the same thing is true when it comes to your business. And it can be launching, it can be any part of your business. Being willing to suck at something new is what's going to help you grow. It's what's going to help you become a master at something. You cannot master something unless you are willing to suck at it for a good while, right? You are going to have to suck it first, but then you're gonna keep sucking at it for a little bit until you really master it. And being willing to suck at something is how you master it. And the last thing I wanted to touch on in this episode is the curse of knowledge. And there's a lot of things that we go into and we say, I know, I know that, right? We'll watch a training or we'll go into a webinar and we'll be listening and we're like, yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Okay, what's the new thing? Like, just tell me the new thing. And it's the way that our brain works to filter and distort information through our reticular activating system. We're always looking to skip steps for efficiency. But when you say, I know, I know, I know, you are missing an opportunity to learn something new. And so something I've realized recently or something I've realized in general in my business is that when I go into learning something new, learning a new strategy, learning a new skill set, learning a new mindset, I really have to turn off my knowledge meter. I have to go into everything from the perspective of being brand new and assuming that I do not know. Because honestly, and maybe you can resonate with this, if I knew, I would already have the outcome that I'm seeking to have, right? And I tell myself, if I already knew this, I I would already have what I want. And because I don't have what I want, maybe there is some learning here for me. And if you were at a place in your business where you're like, oh, I just don't have what I want, maybe that's an indicator that there's some learning in there for you too. And it's an opportunity to go back in and say, you know what? I maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something here I don't actually know. And maybe there's something that I can learn from. And with that, going into everything with this fresh slate from this fresh perspective and being willing to suck at something new, not looking for opportunities to cut corners and skip videos and get to the good stuff, but really being willing to immerse yourself in the knowledge, in the ecosystem of somebody else's perspective and being willing to learn from a fresh perspective, not just plugging things into your existing knowledge, 
but really giving something an opportunity to teach you in the true organic way without any preconceived notions. And when you go into learning from that perspective, I promise you that even if it isn't something completely brand new to you, even if you're not learning a completely new language necessarily or learning how to bake when you've never really baked before, you are going to learn something new. And here's a good example of this. Before I dove into sourdough, I did try baking a couple of other things earlier this year. And one of the things I tried to bake was this like one hour Dutch oven bread, which sounded super easy, right? It was like an hour. I could bake it. It didn't require a bunch of leavening. I used commercial yeast, easy peasy, right? And so I went into the process like knowing or knowing that procedure, right? I knew how to bake that because I had baked it a couple of times. It turned out the way I wanted to. Great. And had I taken that knowledge and gone into sourdough baking, assuming it was the same as non-sourdough baking, I would have been sorely mistaken, right? I would have skipped steps. I would have been like, no, 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 I know this. Like, nah, I'm just gonna need the bread, right? You need bread, duh. You don't need sourdough, FYI. And I would have completely missed how you're actually supposed to do something. So luckily, I've been through this process before, and I knew to look at it from the eyes of a beginner and trust that process. Trust that I'm doing something I've never done before, and I want something I've never had before. So I'm going to follow somebody else's procedure to the point where I can learn how to do it. Then I can start to add my prior knowledge in to get an even better result or continue to research search like I did in the case of the sourdough to get an even better result. But for example, like if you were trying to learn a manual transmission car and you went in like, yeah, 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 I know how to drive. I've driven an automatic my whole life. I'm going to be fine. You will learn very quickly that they are not at all the same thing, right? The turn signal is about the same, but that's probably about it. Even starting the car is different between an automatic and a Uh, stick shift, right? And so even the very first thing that you do in the car is different. And when you go into something saying, I know, I know, I know, I know, you're missing such an opportunity to say like, you know what? I actually don't know. And that's okay. I'm not afraid of not knowing. It's okay to not know. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not know how to do something. And when you go into it, like, yeah, I have no idea. Teach me. What's the first step? because I got nothing. That is when you're going to learn how to do things right the first time and learn how to really become a master of something and not being afraid of what people might think of you if you say you don't know or what you think it means about yourself that you don't know something. Really going into opportunities with humble like humbleness, is that a word? (laughs) Humility, I think that's the word of that. (laughs) With humility and being willing to say, you know what? I don't know. And you're the expert here. And I'm going to trust what you have to say, because that's how I'm going to really learn how to do this. So this episode was a little bit all over the place, but I'm just so excited about the sourdough. And I thought that it was a beautiful analogy for growing a business and launching and having an online course. And just the whole notion of being willing to suck at something is the key to becoming a master of that thing. And I think that we all could stand to get out of our comfort zones and be willing to suck at something a little bit more often because it really is in those experiences of sucking that we learn the things that are really going to enrich our life. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Definitely go check out Instagram at jess.oconnell underscore 
for that sourdough highlight. As I bake more, I promise I will keep updating it. And I have so much more to share with you. So keep tuning, keep tuning in to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast, and I will see you in my next episode.